my name is Rick Moore, and I'm the publisher of White Cap Publications. I'm interviewing Eric Neer, an author with us, and uh, he's the author of this book, the new book, Natives of the Night. And you ready for the interview, Eric? I am ready. All right, let's start. Right. Can you tell us a bit about your book and what inspired you to write it? Uh, well, my book is a, uh, it's definitely a uh, thriller based on uh, Native American mythology uh, to a certain degree. And, uh, and uh, it's a very fast paced book. So um, it was just really in a, uh, kind of a, a couple of ideas coming together, really. Okay. Uh, that I that that I kind of acted upon or, or went with. Well, what inspired you to write it? Oh, you know, there's a lot of growing up. I was surrounded by going to school. I was surrounded by a lot of children who had disabilities, and for me, I just. I don't know. It was just kind of a kind of a shocking thing to think that someone would be like this for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And so the inspiration really was, well, what if they could. If there was a way for them to come, you know, to 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 break away from from that, you know, whatever was ailing them and not just break away, but actually become even more powerful than, say, you or I normally. So that's kind of that's kind of where I went with that. Okay. Now, what was the most challenging aspect of the writing and publishing process for you? Well, as far as writing goes, it's just actually doing it. Uh, it's easy to turn on the television and say, "I'll I'll type later." <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, I've had that experience. Yeah. So that's that's really the most cha challenging thing as far as the writing goes. Uh, so you just have to do it. But was there a certain um, obstacles you had to overcome to writing, like writer's block? Not so much with this one. I kind of knew what I wanted to do, and I kind of knew where I wanted to go with it. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, I am, I guess, as you would call a pantser. I do put someone in a situation and go with it. But in this particular uh, story, I kind of had an idea where, where I wanted it to go and what I wanted to happen at the end. Wow. But I didn't write anything down because things might change in the future you know, <laughs> as you go along. Well, honestly, you had the idea fully formed in your mind before you wrote it, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. That's yeah, right. I, 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 had, I, had the, I had the main, uh, I don't know, I guess the, what you call it, the keystones? I don't know. I had the main, the main parts. I knew what I wanted to happen. I the just had to kind of fill it. Yeah, the, the main plot points. I just had to fill in in between. Okay. Uh, and it actually worked out pretty well. All right. How long did it take you to? Well, let me ask you another question first. Did you have a particular writing routine or ritual while working on your book? Well, <clears throat> I usually try to write in the mornings. I only spend maybe two or three hours a day probably writing. Right. Uh, uh, I try to get that in, you know, every, you know, if you're having to work or whatever, you, it's not, nothing's going to be set in stone, but I did try to get two to three hours in 
a day. Okay. It's really a lot easier when you kind of know where you're going. Right. Well, let's see. There's no no routine or ritual except to write in the morning, right? Is what you're saying. I well, didn't sacrifice a chicken or anything, if that's what you mean. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. But honestly, <laughs> but if right. it works. Yeah, yeah, if it works, why not? Uh, how long did it take you to write your book from start to finish? And what kept you motivated throughout? Was there any time during the writing of it that you hesitated a little bit? You didn't know where you're going? I would say on this one, no. I, I was I was pretty, you know, what kept me motivated was I really liked this story. And I, I liked the characters. Good. And, and uh, that shows, by the way. It really does. Well, I appreciate it. So I, I like the characters. Uh, had to kill a few off, but that's life. <laughs> and uh, but but I kind of knew where this was going, you know. So on this particular story, uh, that was pretty much my inspiration. Is I just wanted to get it down so I could, you know, see for myself where it's going. A lot of authors have a problem with killing off their main characters. Mm -hmm. I do not. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> All right. What advice would you give to aspiring authors who are just starting their writing journey? Because they get this question a lot all the time. Well, this is, you know, this is what I learned and what I mean, kind of what I was told. Uh, as far as advice, as far as like, are you talking about process? Are we talking about getting published? Uh, Virtually yes. anything. Well, process-wise, you just got to stay at it. And you have to read. You know, and it does not hurt. I mean, you can go online and you can find videos all about how to write from actually really good authors yep. for free. Yep. So just, just do it. And uh, read. I mean, you've got to be able to. You have to read. I because think reading is really reading it is because you know look writing is a kind of a rhythmic style anyway uh if you the more you read the more you realize it if you read a lot you're going to find like authors you're going to say well i don't really like that well that's probably because you don't like how it's you know they're laying it out it may not be what right. you were used to uh or what you want to do but you need to write every day even if it's just in a journal or you know yep and as far as publishing goes, man, the best best advice I ever got was, uh, you know, start with short stories, start sending them off, try to get 10, 15 short stories published. It's, it almost acts like a resume. You know? Yes, it does. It does. You know, when you can come to the table saying I've had 10, 15 short stories published. People pay uh, attention. Publishers pay attention to that. Right, right. It, it shows, it kind of shows that you've been doing it for a while and you kind of know what you're doing. Okay. And you're, you know, you're you're used to rejection because you will get rejected. That is no joke. That is true. <laughs> that is true. I, I had a story rejected like eight times before, but, but it was the <laughs> same story. I didn't make any changes and it finally did get picked up by someone. Wow. I remember going through that when I was a young author and it's really true. It's mm -hmm. really, really good advice, actually. It's all about resilience. I mean, if you really, really want to be a, a writer, a, a published writer, you have to write, you have to send them off, and you have to get used to rejection because it is coming. 
It is. It is. Now, what characters in your book were the most interesting to you? I kind of like the, uh, I mean, I don't want to get way, way into it and give stuff away. But uh, the the protagonist was was cool. I mean, he, you know, he's kind of a coward who got thrown into a situation that he really didn't want to be in in the first place. And, uh, you know, within this short period of time, his entire life changed from what he thought he was going to do to what he ends up doing changes. Right. I thought I thought that was pretty interesting. I like that. What about um, his friend, his sidekick? Did you find okay, him? Devin Craig? Yep. He's a very interesting character too. I mean, uh, he's kind of he, a complex character. Very complex, and he is definitely going through an arc, a character arc of his own. Yep. Uh, at one point i think uh it alludes that he could be possibly the main antagonist there for a little bit very feasible for him i mean emotionally uh what he's gone through it was very easy to believe that this could be the one right so uh yeah he's a very interesting character and uh i think he lives i can't remember (laughs) just kidding you know one character that I admire the most, but she's a complex character. I won't give anything away, but I thought Linda was a complex character. Very, very much so. Very rich in detail, very, very rich in her involvement, and very, you got this um, sense of surprise with her. Yes. That you don't have too often, right? Yes. She's genuinely surprising character. In the book. Yeah, she's a very, very good character. And that's one of the reasons I took to your book was Linda, because she was a surprising character and she was something you couldn't have seen coming. Right. In a million years, you wouldn't have seen it coming. What she really was and what she was capable of doing. Yep. And that was really uh, great. Now, are there any characters, uh, scenes, or themes in your book that hold special significance for you? And if so, why? Well, I would say Linda's one of them just because I went to school with a girl who was just like that. And yeah. uh, and it was very sad to me. Um, I know we haven't really touched on the uh, medicine wheel or the sacred wheel or what do you want, whatever we call it. We can but I think that like I, I I think I mean I think that that in itself is a very interesting concept because yeah. I mean the the Wyoming wheel which is a real wheel was started so far back they don't even know who started it so some of these things have been sitting around on this ground for oh, yeah hundreds of years and we don't even know maybe so I always thought I thought that 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 the mysterious aspect of that actual wait a minute uh, the Wyoming wheel could have been started maybe a thousand years ago. Yeah, it's really a weird, weird deal. And well, I don't know if you remember, like uh, in the book, I also made reference to uh, Clovis culture, yep. which was which which is actually a real deal, too. Yeah, uh, that is real. Those they think those I think what was it 10,000 years ago or something, but they found it in uh, Clovis, New Mexico. Well, honestly, most stories that interweave Indian lore, Native American right. lore, right. are kind of weak. But yours was very fascinating. It was well, true. the way you interwove it in the story was natural and surprising at the same time. 
I did a lot of research on that, man. Yep. So I find uh, it riveting. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very you know, it when it, it gets moving. I mean, it is one story that is cooking. <laughs> no like, no doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I love the medicine wheel. I love the idea of a medicine wheel. I love what it represents. And uh, tell the audience yeah. the medicine wheel is. I mean, well, not going into too the, much detail, but what it physically is. And this this story, yeah, medicine wheel is generally a uh, circle made of rocks, and they spoke into a center. And each one of these sections of this wheel represents. Uh, it can represents it can represent the seasons. There could be four representing a season. It's just it's different, right? Uh, so that that basically now my medicine wheel itself started out that way, but something went very very wrong uh, a few hundred years ago, and it was infected. What so was the intent of the medicine wheel originally, what was what? What was the intent of the medicine wheel? Well, in my story, the medicine wheel and uh what was originally intended to help people okay uh it was a good thing it is where uh it is where these children we're talking about can go and it allows them to function in a normal capacity uh, they can they, they can stand up from their chairs they can throw away the walkers or whatever they're on and they're uh they're not only just normal, but they're a little more than normal. They can do a lot of things. Now, don't reveal how it got infected, but okay, say that it got infected. It, it was infected, and that was the basic a, story, right? Well, here, well, well, let's just sum it up this way: it was infected by a murder many hundred years ago, and that that is basically the beginning of how things go south. Right. By the way, your beginning, the beginning of the story itself is the first incident of the wheel going south. And it's compelling. It's very compelling. When they found the body, I think you're yep. talking about. Yeah. Yep. When they found the yeah, body. Yeah, that. Yep. Now, is that a, uh, a scene in the book that was riveting to you? Had... Um, special significance for you because that must have been hard to write I well i've never found the body in a park personally yep but, <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, you know i like the idea because if you you know the 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 park body as we'll call it the guy wasn't a very nice guy uh so that's kind of odd too that you know yes. Uh, but as far as it like being compelling, I mean, it acted like a, uh, it's a know, catalyst. Quite, a, quite the springboard. Yeah. It was a catalyst. Going. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. Or really rollicking story after that. It's really fast moving. I think it that, is. that set the tone for the whole book, right? Yeah. And I do try to write with, a, when it comes to novels, I try to. You know, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, but uh, I really think uh, opening line is important, hook line is important, 
you know, the first line of that book, the first line of that book is, you know, by the time the body was found, I was already late. You know, that so starts like that. Yeah, well, the other novel. Talk, the, the, uh, we didn't talk about that before, but let's talk about it now. The opening line of a novel is very important, right? Absolutely. Sets the tone for the whole novel. And it spins, right. in your case, it starts the whole wheel of motion events. Right. The I was going to say the opening line of my other novel uh, is, uh, you know, being being a killer at 14. The, or the only problem with being a killer at 14 is mobility. That's my first line. You know, I mean, just like, you know, something that catches you. Now, what was the name of that book, by the way? Uh, that was called The Killing Pledge. Who published it? Kayella. Kayella. Okay. Yeah. That's a great story, too. Yeah, I appreciate and, that. By the way, I'd like to promote that today if I could. What's the title of it? The Killing Pledge. Killing Pledge by KL Publishing House. Right. And it's uh, really a fascinating read. It really well, is. Yeah, it, it's another, it's kind of crazy. You know, I try to, it's it's another one that when it, start, it starts going and it's just going. Right. So. It's an example of the first line being very, very important to kick the that, thing off. That's your hook. Yep. Yep. And another good good thing to do is, and if you can't always do it, and and sometimes you shouldn't, but if you're if you're really going at a fast pace, uh, you know, you kind of want to leave chapters on a cliffhanger, right? You know, and then you can't always do it. You can't always do, it. and sometimes you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know. But it's really truly advisable to consider yeah. each chapter right. where there should. Right. Uh, well, if you have a if you have a chapter with a lot going on, you probably should leave it at a cliffhanger. If it's not right. one that's, you know, you know, going in deep about somebody or something, right. you know. Is there another scene in there that in your book that um, let's see that sets it apart in your mind? So about halfway to the book. Uh, sets it apart. Yeah. Uh, the way the opening line does sets it apart. Mm-hmm. And midpoint. I was curious if there was another scene in there that stuck out. Well, yes, there is. And again, I'm, I don't want to give anything away. Right. Uh, you know, the monster at the school. Uh, right. Uh, that that is that's a pivotal scene. Uh, that, Just that way. <laughs> I was kidding well, you. You gave it too much away. Well, no, 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 no. Well, you, why are you asking me these questions? No. They would have to read the book. But yeah, if you, no. if anybody who is, if if you read that, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about yep. when you get to that scene because that is a revelation. It is. It is. It's truly revelatory. Yeah, it's an absolute revelation. Yes. Now. What are your plans for promoting your book and connecting with readers? Aside from what the publisher is going to do, what are you going to do? I plan on getting arrested. Okay, that that's such a part. I mean, that's <laughs> you know seems to be the thing. Uh, you know what? I've got I've got a lot of readers. I'm going to promote it. You know, through the various uh, uh, you know online, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> uh you know basically whatever it takes i you know send it out to my mailers uh my, my, By the my way, mailing list it's not giving anything to way to to say that i'm going to promote it for a bram stoker award and that's how much i believe in this book i really truly believe this book is excellent 
Well, you're a sweet, sweet man. Yes, I am, by God. <laughs> All right. Are you Excellent. currently working on any new projects or have any plans for future books? Yes. Uh, this is actually book one of The Wheel of Shadow. Okay. So I am currently starting the second book. What was the first book's name again? Natives of the Night. All right, that's a good plug. <laughs> But the second book is going to be called what? Do you have a title oh, yet? I, you know what? I'm toying with, uh, you know, I'm kind of thinking natives of the something. That's about where I'm at. <laughs> All right. I actually, I actually do have a, a couple of ideas, but you know, nothing I'm really gonna put out there yet because I really don't like to absolutely title something until it's done. Right. Right. I'm just, uh, I'm just. The one that I'm thinking of is Natives of the Catch right now, and there's a reason for that. It'll become very clear. Okay. Uh, uh, and as of right now, I'm leaning towards Natives of the Catch. Okay. As in, they've been caught. All right. All right. So, so now, but, but that's the where publishing it's... date for this book is going to be Tuesday next week. Yes. Buy it anytime during that time. You can buy it at Amazon or Barnes and Noble, any place you buy books, right? So Natives of the Night, it's a part of the Wheel of Shadows series, which has three volumes. And author is Eric Neer, N-E-H-E-R. And Eric, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. And uh, we could do it again next Tuesday, right? Sounds good. I appreciate it. For the release date. All right. I'll see you then, Eric. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Bye.